0: Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with N7 the Legend, my co-host. N7, it is an exciting day because we have another guest.
1: Yes, we do. And uh, this guest's name is Commander Shepard here. You may have recognized his name if you watch a lot of Twitch streams of Mass Effect, or if you mod Mass Effect, because that is what he does. He mods, and he has a particular interest in Miranda. Who we've been talking about lately.
0: Yeah, some some there are a number of people with particular interests in Miranda.
1: I can see two big reasons. <laughs> two two round <laughs> reasons? Yeah. <Two> spherical. Now <laughs> so, good luck deciphering whether I mean oh, the front or the man.
0: back. Uh, Commander Shepard here, welcome to the show. How are you? How's it going? I, I I'm great. Thanks for having me and and N7, you wrong for the heads. <laughs>
1: Uh, Why are you booing me? I'm right.
0: (laughs) I mean, so the last few episodes we've been doing are about her backstory, and strangely enough in the comics there's always a butt shot, just like there is in the game. And so those have been the the thumbnails for the episodes, and I think people really enjoy the joke. But uh, Commander, welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, we want to dig into the mods that you have done about Miranda and then later on we're going to get into why Miranda and your pers- particular perspective because uh, you and I were chatting a little bit in the pre-show and and you were saying that a lot of people just don't quite give her the respect that she deserves. So, so why, don't, why don't we start this off? What are the mods that you have worked on? Um, I've created a few Miranda mods. Uh, actually I
2: have one called Miranda's long walk, which enables Miranda to be your biotic specialist in the suicide mission. And then I have Miranda improved code name Vixen, which is a, a total overhaul of her skills and her passives. I believe that miranda is not as strong as she should be for the perfect genetic specimen
1: so i fix that that's a very valid point right because how much do they drill into that exact point in the lore uh but then when it comes to gameplay she's just like yeah yeah she's good but like she's not like in, indispensable uh i know that you might take issue with me saying that, <laughs> given, given how much of a Miranda fan you are, but I, I do want to talk about Miranda's long walk, making sure that she can be the biotic specialist. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with that term, we're just referring to the point in Mass Effect 2's suicide mission, where you have to pick a biotic person, and the choices normally are Jack or Samara. And is that it? I, I, I'm going off yeah, the top of my head here. That, that's it. So Jack or Samara, but this mod makes it so that you can pick Miranda for that. So what was what was your uh, reasoning for uh, bringing this up? How did this come up to come up in your mind where you were like, I need to I need to fix this?
2: Honestly, I know this isn't the most glorious reason, but I was just going through uh, the conclusion files with the sequence editor and I noticed that you can set a uh, specialists for it. Like you can set different outcomes for specialists. And funny thing, Morden was gonna be who I was gonna make a biotic specialist at first. Morden, yeah, I, I know. Funny enough, Morden was supposed to be a biotic. I know a lot That's of people insane. don't know that, but Morden was first a biotic, not a tech You found guy. that through the game files? Yeah he even has dialogue for the long walk wow wow
1: that's insane
2: i never knew this yeah morton was supposed to be a biotic and then i was like well nah nah it ain't gonna fit (laughs) and then of course my baby came to my mind i was like you know what let's make mary the perfect specimen (laughs) a long walk
1: candidate (laughs) and it works it works lore wise it totally works um i it's kind of when i saw that this mod had been developed and when you told me about it and i read about it in pc gamer i was like this is so common sense i can't believe that it wasn't in the base game
2: yeah since they actually did do the suicide mission for the before the rest of the game i don't even understand why they did that but that's another little known fact. Suicide Mission came huh.
0: first. So in development, then the rest of the game, they yeah. developed the Suicide Mission first. Mission I first, guess it's yeah. kind of like um, doing a movie and making sure that you get the intro and the finale of the film, the climax done first, because those are going to be the most important parts. And then you kind of fill
1: in the middle bits. There was a famous author, I forget who it was, was it C.S. Lewis, uh, who would write the end of his books and then go backward from there? Yeah, I don't know Uh, if it was remember.
0: but it it, it is one of the, like, there are a few different recommended methods for different writers. uh, And one of them is is to start out your book and then write the ending. And then you fill in all the bits. That way you know where you're headed. And where all the different strands need to end up. So I I could see that being a reason for doing it. But it also shows, like you've discovered, that they had some initial ideas that got scrapped. So that's pretty cool.
1: That 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 is really cool that Morden was supposed to be an option for the biotic specialist. And I have to ask, since we're on the topic, did you come across any other, like, cut specialists who were supposed to be options but didn't end up being options not just for the biotic role but for other roles on the suicide mission
2: uh no but i did come across that uh a fact that um there's little known as well that morden and grunt were supposed to have a dispute in the
1: game that you had to solve with paragon or renegade and that would take place during the suicide mission or during the regular no game? after just like you uh,
2: disp- uh like you solve miranda and jack's dispute and tally and uh legion you would do both of their both of their loyalty missions and then a cutscene would play where you have to solve the dispute between grunt and morden
0: that totally makes, that sense. makes total sense yeah because the krogan the Genophage, all of that stuff yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, that would have been fun to play through. Um, And that kind of leads me to my next question about this Miranda's long walk mod. How did you make sure that she would actually like show up in the cutscene, since this wasn't something that was in the base game? How did you make sure that she would like the actual model would show up and then the consequences of her being that biotic specialist wouldn't like mess up the scripting of the game afterward?
2: Uh, BioWare being the lovely company that they are actually made a, a ending for everyone. Like no matter whether they could do it or not, like everyone's got scenes for it. They, I, I don't know why, but they just made scenes and audio for every squad mate. So in theory, people would die of course, but you couldn't set anybody anywhere. So it was just me editing sequences.
0: That's cool. To the That's, point. It's, it's, yeah. it's,
2: it's, it's, it's called Me, right? And when you look at it, it's just a big spaghetti mess linking one box to another. And all you have to do is pull those threads around and to the point where it hits success. So it's just basically deciphering spaghetti.
0: Yeah. So all of that stuff is already there and you just resurrected
1: it.
2: Yeah, it's already it's already been invoiced and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And you just had to fix the sequences to make it happen.
1: Tom, was that a Lazarus Project reference? No, no. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Commander Shepard Resurrection. What? Um, That's really cool. So the the other mod is what was the name of the second mod? Miranda improved codename vixen okay and that turns her into just this battle
2: badass she uh wow where do I even start uh her warp and overload have been completely overhauled her uh warp her heavy warp evolution does grievous damage to enemies and has 700 newtons of force her uh, combo detonation evolution now does a thousand newtons of force basically giving her a six meter radius knockdown on all enemies after the combo and her overload now has extra properties robot stun length uh disable weapons and i think that's about it and the same thing with overload a thousand points on heavy and 500 on aoe but the aoe offers 12 seconds of overheating to enemy weapons so effectively it's like a more of a crowd control tool now and the passive has been expanded to offer squad recharge time which was not in the game and a squad power damage as well and the default values were also up for her so she's a better leader overall and she just does more damage i also added flashbang grenade for harbinger control and throw because she's a sentinel and all sentinels have throw
1: okay so i have to ask because i think a number of our listeners are going to be listening to this and thinking okay this sounds like someone who just likes Miranda and made her OP. Is this a balanced mod? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: It is balanced. It doesn't sound balanced at first, but it is. It totally is. Like she'll kill some stuff, but you gotta kill you gotta take it to effect cooldowns and stuff like that. So you know what I'm saying? So she's not gonna be killing stuff left and right. This just makes her more a lethal killer,
1: you know. And I I like that that you've um, changed her passives to reflect the fact that she really is supposed to be a squad leader. Uh, So I like that because all of her passives now have huge benefits to, you know, the squad's health and and weapon damage. So uh, I like that you've kept the lore and the themes in mind while still trying to improve her abilities to reflect that she is supposed to be this perfect genetic specimen.
2: Yeah, they've also been renamed to Femme Fatale and Tactical Dominance. Femme Fatale offers damage and Tactical Dominance
1: offers recharge time. Miranda does seem like someone who would enjoy dominance.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> I mean that in every way. Uh, <laughs> so those those two mods are really cool uh, and they're both compatible with each other. Is that right?
2: Yes. Uh, Miranda's long walk only edits the uh, I think it's bio D 300 conclusion so it edits none of her bioh files so they are compatible
1: what was the hardest or biggest obstacle you had when you were changing individual characters files like this
2: oh wow that's easy actually figuring out how to split miranda's passive into parts and make them work. Miranda is unique. Uh, Miranda actually has three parts to her passive. No other squad mate has that. And they all work independent of each other and they all work differently. So in order, in order to make her do what she does now, I had to figure out how to make like her, like for instance, her, uh, Squad uh recharge time. Like I had to figure out how to script that into Miranda passive and also henchman passive. So she'll get the passive along with the squad. Her like her overload, how to add those effects. Basically, scripting, dude. Like the game is baked. So basically, what we do is hack it up, dude. I mean, a lot of people like to like to think that we have a kit to mod with no dude we're hacking this shit up (laughs) we're hacking it up
1: this is uh this is not a neat job this is more like taking a car into a chop shop
2: this is banging your head against the brick wall for hours and hours until you finally crumble the brick wall this is (laughs) is
0: so Uh, Do you have a a background in coding or where do you come from that you you go, Okay, I I can look at a game like this and I know I can get in the guts and move things around and bang my head against the wall enough. And eventually I'm going to make things work. Like, what's your what's your background experience? Actually, I only have a little bit of Python in my background. Okay, so this isn't like uh, uh, you don't do like full time working on computer engineering or anything like that no
2: i i i have a philosophy if i want to do something i'm gonna grab somebody else's work tear it apart and see how it's done nice nice engineering Exactly. You know, this is this is how I do it. And and I got to give a shout out to all the other modders like Tash Fund, Artemis, and all those big time modders. They've helped me along the way. They are amazing people. Amazing people. You know, they are very helpful. The community is very welcoming.
0: Yeah. So to any of and our th- listeners out there who have some ideas about, hey, I think the game would be better if this could happen or if I could do this, then your inspiration for them. Really, it you don't need a ton of background. You don't need to be somebody who's already a game designer who has the tools and the knowledge and 15 years experience or whatever to get in there. That you can start from very little as long as you know where to go and what to do. If you were to give them any advice, somebody who's starting from zero, where would you recommend they start?
2: Just just do it, man. I mean, there's really no good starting point for this. Just Grab Legendary, just grab me three tweaks, open up Legendary Explorer and just do it. You got to get in there and do it. I mean, you can't be intimidated by it. I mean, just go in there. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Go in there and break it. That's how you learn. Don't be afraid to break things. That's how I learned. I broke Miranda so many times, dude. It's not even (laughs) funny, dude. Like at one point, my game wouldn't even load anymore. But that's how you learn you know once
0: you break something you oh oh yeah 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 okay i can't do that yeah failing forward i feel like that's a good life advice right
1: god knows i've broken games through trying to mod them many many times um but you know i also noticed that both of these are available for legendary edition did you do any modding work on ot uh the original trilogy and if you did how is it different god's
2: no I, I did not. Nope. Not. Not even touching that. No. 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 Nope. Sounds messier. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm not touching that. I will not be backporting anything. I won't be doing any OT mods. I'm. What's the point in it? It takes so long to make Legendary Edition mods, and it's so much work. Like I couldn't imagine myself torturing myself. No, nope. Sorry, guys.
0: (laughs) And I I feel like anybody who's still playing the game is probably upgraded to Legendary Edition at this point. Actually, actually, if you're looking
2: to upgrade the Legendary Edition, there's actually a Bioware bundle on Steam right now that features Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Mass Effect Andromeda, and all the Dragon Ages for 19 bucks. Go get it. Yeah, it's kind of it a good is a brainer. pretty good deal, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I also wanted to ask, because I know every time we do a mod episode, our listeners reach out and they're like, yeah, I don't play on PC, but I play on console. Is there any way for me to mod it? And I know the immediate answer is no. But I also seem to remember back in the day, and I'm not endorsing this, by the way, I'm just saying that it was a thing. Back in the day, with some games, you could put a save file, onto a USB from your console and then plug it into a computer and then change certain elements of that save file and plug it back into your console and voila, now you have a modded save. Is that possible with Mass Effect?
2: Absolutely not. Um, We use DLC mods. So you would have to physically have that DLC folder on your console, which is (laughs)
0: not happening. It's just not how it organizes it. No. Yeah. No, not happening. Sorry, fundamentally, guys. Fundamentally different. Sam, do you have any other questions about mods?
1: No, uh, these mods look incredible. I am constantly adding more mods to my Legendary Edition like mod list, but the problem is, you of course have to plan that out because you need to do the texture mods after you've done a lot of the content mods. So. I, whenever the next time I feel like repealing those texture mods is, I'm definitely adding these, and I can't wait to play with them. I can't wait to, like, bring Miranda on every mission with this mod, especially taking the cryo ammo and and giving her Reeve. Oh my god, I love that ability. So, I cannot wait for that, and uh, you'll have to keep us uh, updated if you do any future mods with Miranda. Uh, word of my squad
2: mates are meant to go with each other, so don't just grab Miranda. I highly recommend a better Jacob. I know y'all are going, y'all just went over Miranda's past, so I gave Jacob his kit from Mass Effect Galaxy, which includes Overload, Stasis, and Carnage. Oh, that's cool! That's cool. Yeah, I highly recommend that, and definitely grab that Jack Vanguard, a Jack Overhaul. I actually built charge for her. So she
1: has charge like a proper Vanguard. You told me how hard that was to program a, someone who's not shepherd to be able to use charge. Yeah, we don't have, we have Tila Vaseer. That's where, that's where I originally
2: got the idea from is Tila Vaseer, but it's not Tila Vaseer's charge. I still had to make a new one. She's the only NPC that can charge. If you think about it in all three games we didn't we don't have a charging npc but her
1: now Vasir is a great segue to what we're going to talk in the uh, talk about in the second half of this episode which is uh the lore and how you feel about certain lore elements of miranda during the games and i say visir is a great segue because visir is a common connection between miranda and agent rasa aka uh, maya brooks
0: Cool. Cool. So tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go thank our patrons and we will be back to talk about more Miranda lore. So don't go anywhere.
1: Message coming in. Patching it through. I am
0: sovereign and this lore cast is mine. I like the sound of that. Thank you to all of our patrons who support the show. This episode is being recorded ahead of time from our normally weekly uh, episodes. So I'm not going to be going over any of the new patrons because we're going to save those for our regular episodes. But we still get to thank our Shepherd tier patrons, Shins, Ed Boy, Edboy, Kiracy, Lieutenant Tosino, That Spectre J, and William. Thank you for your support. And to all of our patrons, also currently 69. Nice. Patrons. Nice. Nice. Thank you for your support. We really do appreciate it. And check out patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast for all of the links and, well, I guess that is the link. I don't know what I'm saying. For all of the different things you can get for supporting the Patreon, ad-free episodes, t-shirts, and joining us at the end of every month to chat about Mass Effect. Um, Also, if you have a uh, account on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review over there where we will be reading out your uh, nice comments we will say it all the kind comments you put behind your five star reviews will be read right out on future episodes plus if you listen on Spotify we uh, really do appreciate five star uh, ratings on Spotify and you can even comment on each of the episodes so all of that stuff helps thank you to everybody for your support and even those of you who like share this with your friends if you have friends that like Mass Effect that's another way to do it too so thank you to everybody let's move on with the rest of the show
2: spit it out or are you trying to build
0: suspense
2: You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought.
0: All right. Here we are back talking about Miranda. Sam, do you want to open this up with any specific questions?
1: Yes, absolutely. I've had one in particular since we covered it in the comics. And I knew that our guest here, Commander Shepard here, was going to have some specific thoughts whenever he listened to this episode. And he heard me say... That I had a hard time being open to liking Miranda uh, because we the context here is Tom and I were talking about the, one of the Foundation comics, I believe, uh, five and six, where Jacob and Miranda are on this other planet and they're trying to track down Shepherd's body. In the process, Jacob is trying to help uh, this orphan, and Miranda kind of like is like, "Why do you bother? Like, you know, keep your keep your focus on the mission." And this orphan needs help. And Jacob's, you know, saying, "I thought our, your duty was to, you know, uh, protect humanity, look out for humanity." And then later in the mission, Miranda gets gets captured. Jacob goes and saves her. And while Jacob's there, he also saves a group of people who are being human trafficked. Uh, and Miranda basically calls it an unnecessary risk. And so I, I said at that previous episode i think at this point it's probably four episodes ago that this kind of heartless demeanor is why i had a hard time coming around and being open to liking miranda um come mass effect 3 on my first playthrough so can you see where i'm coming i know that you're a huge miranda fan commander Shepard. here's but can you see where i'm coming from Uh, you know what i may be a huge
2: miranda fan but I I can't justify that. I I can't excuse that. All I could say is I know this is probably going to sound ignorant on my part, but nobody's perfect, you know. So, you know, people have flaws, and that's one of hers. She's a little too duty oriented sometimes. I know that's a colossal understatement in that situation, but. Like I said, I may be a Miranda fan, but I'm not gonna justify any of her behavior that's not justifiable at this point. That right there, yeah. That hits
1: me in the gut. I when mean- we were discussing why she might be like that, we're trying to dive into why she is so duty-oriented like you said. Do you have any any particular thoughts on why she might be the way she is? You know what? you could I could make it I could
2: make excuses for her but that's that's what I feel like I'd be doing at this point like they're honestly she shouldn't be that way and I don't see a reason for her to be that duty oriented I mean I know everybody's had their trials and their ups and downs and she's went through a lot but come on man at that point you just there's a line you know and sometimes she crosses it you know with some of the things she's done so honestly n7 i have to concede on this one dude (laughs) i can't
0: yeah there's nothing really i could say here man so uh i guess one of the justifications could be that she's a character that goes through a character arc And that these comics take place before the events of the games and before the influence of Shepard and the rest of the crew and non Cerberus individuals who seem to be very hyper focused and willing. I guess you could say that the ends justify the means. Somebody like the elusive man, 100 percent, right?
1: And that's what we were saying, you know, but when Tom and I were talking about in the episode, we were saying perhaps, you know, Miranda was so bought into this Cerberus ideology and more specifically the the leadership style from the elusive man where the ends justify the means, uh, anything is necessary for humanity and kind of taking the goal to the extreme and missing some things along the way. Uh, But we were also spitballing the idea that Maybe Miranda is trying to make up for the fact that her she's supposed to be perfect, right? The expectations placed on her are insane. They're insanely high. And she has this fractured home life because of her father, uh, par- part of the proponent of those expectations. And so I can, I can see why she would enjoy being part of something larger with a bigger, more important cause like Cerberus but how much do you think that that kind of thing contributed to her going you know her jumping in uh, full full uh, head on with cerberus at this point in the lore i you know
2: i've always been baffled by that situation because as we all know miranda has a sister that she'd do anything for so why wouldn't you help you know those people the same as you would help your sister. That that just never made any sense to me, honestly. So I'm, <laughs> these are the little details I tend to ignore about her. Um, y'all opened up a wound right there. So <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a human thing, right? Like the people that you care about in your closest circles, your family, are going to get a lot more compassion and a lot more care. And and you're going to you're going to see them more as humans and individuals who are complex and you give them a little bit more grace and a little bit more empathy. And then as you get further and further out to these other circles, people you kind of know and then people you don't know at all. It's a lot harder to justify, you know, putting putting the mission on the back burner is, I think, one of the ways she would phrase this in order to go help some orphans, because who and are those are- orphans to me, you know?
1: There are great people who are very kind and loving and always there for their family. But when it comes to random people they don't know, they can do some heinous things. Um, Prime example, just because (laughs) I recently watched it. You ever seen Narcos on Netflix? It depicts Pablo Escobar as this crime lord who is incredibly violent and not afraid to kill whoever he needs to, to make sure his criminal enterprise can keep running. But he's very, he has a soft spot in his heart for his family. Yeah, yeah. And he's this family man who wants to protect them at all costs.
0: I mean, historically, this is the way humans are more likely to be. It's actually more rare for people to be compassionate for people beyond their their immediate sphere. Um, that's that's something that we have learned to do over time. And humanity has become more compassionate to people at a distance than we used to be in previous Eras. So to, to get bring it back to Miranda, she's very I mean, that that's a very real thing. Like the, the base, the base human experience is, well, I don't know them, so I'm not going to go out of my way to help them, even though we as the watchers are, are compassionate to it because we're able to be objective and judgmental in that moment. Right. But um, yeah,
1: let's I have another question specifically about Miranda and her her um, interactions with the elusive man. We get to see a lot of them in Mass Effect 2, right? Um, so I wanted to ask you, Commander Shepard here, what do you make of Miranda's interactions with the elusive man? Do you think obviously she is a very trusted agent of the elusive man? But do you think that at, at that point in the lore, she may hold him closer? Then he holds her. And I say this because of a, a number of things, one of them being a quote from the comics where the elusive man very strongly tells Miranda, uh, don't, you know, basically don't pretend that you know everything about me. I have other assets involved in this mission that you're not aware of. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. I mean, nobody really knows the elusive man and nobody's really close to the elusive man. Not even Miranda. Like she may think that she knows the elusive man, but it's stated several times during mass effect 2. Like nobody really knows this dude. Not one cell knows another. He goes out of his way to be secretive. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, goes out of his way to be detached. So, yeah, no nobody really knows. She thinks she knows what's up, but nah, she don't know what's up, bruh.
0: Yeah, it's, he, it's absolutely is, intentional that his name is the elusive man, which makes man, you think yeah. elusive, not elusive.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and Liara actually calls him the elusive man at one point in the comics, and he corrects her and he says, But at times I have known to be elusive as well. <laughs> right, and so right. it is kind of a funny joke that they've written in there. Um, but it, you're right. You're right. I think that the elusive man keeps everyone at arm's length. By the way, I can't imagine how lonely of an existence that must be. Um, but Miranda, at this point in the lore does think that she knows what's up like you said but that changes right that changes come mass effect 3 and actually it changes come the end of mass effect 2 when she has that final like i'm breaking up with you kind of moment with the elusive man but that happens during the end of the suicide mission and i i rarely bring miranda on that final stretch in the suicide mission but i think you bring miranda a lot more commander Shepard. here so i'd <laughs> like to, to get your thoughts on what was your first thought when you first played through the game you brought miranda on that final stretch and then she puts her foot down against the elusive man and basically says i'm done
2: honestly my thought was about damn time that you opened your <laughs> eyes woman like Like it's, it's obvious to us as the player, but of of course, story-wise, it's not obvious to her, you know? And, and it kind of feels like her eyes open slowly over the campaign, but that final moment where she's like, Oh no, hell no. I'm done with this. I'm like, yes, finally, girl, finally, you know, like, dang, how long was it going to take you? You know,
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and and it's always nice to see a dynamic character arc, I think. Um and she she changes come Mass Effect 3. She does contact Shepard in the very beginning of Mass Effect 3, and I think that at that point I start I I start understanding some of the qualities why people like Miranda so much, but I wanted to ask you in your own words, Commander Shepard here, what is it about Miranda, if you had to pick like two qualities of hers, what is it about her that really makes <laughs> her one of your favorite characters?
0: Spherical qualities.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love I the fact that she's a strong leader for one. You know, like a lot of the characters in the Mass Effect series are really passive and and shy and timid and just, you know, they're at Commander Shepard's will, you know. But Miranda is assertive, strong and a leader. And I think I think I love that, man. I love that about her, man. Like she don't you know, she takes orders, but she's independent, too. And I think that's that's. I love it. I love that in a sure. woman, you know, an assertive strong woman, you know what I'm saying? And her her second quality that drew me to her, uh, I think I uh, yeah, I think that's what everybody's second quality is. I don't think
0: I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that that brings up an interesting ah, point because we, <laughs> we we joke we joke a lot about um yeah, you, know, you know, the butt shots and every every character in the Mass Effect series is kind of over-sexualized in some way or another. Uh, but with Miranda particularly, I mean, they they removed some of the butt shots moving from the OT to the Legendary Edition, and they they kind of toned that down a little bit. And sure, I mean, I'm i a red-blooded heterosexual male. I ob- Obviously, there are certain things that pop up on the screen, and I'm like, oh, that's nice, you know? <laughs> but, but at the same time, do you do you find that that removes like you said she is such an interesting character? She is a powerful leader She is a very strong uh, Biotic she has a lot of these powerful qualities Do you feel like any of the sexualization actually draws away from that or do you not mind it? Um,
2: given that her name in the game files is vixen you know like <laughs> i i mean (laughs) i didn't know that yeah her name in the game files is vixen and miranda's job is is to seduce and win you know
0: that's what she does she seduces and wins i mean so
1: you're saying she's kind of like a red sparrow well well,
0: you're what you're saying is that that sexualization to the audience is actually a way to focus in on one of the other tools that she uses in order to gain power and manipulate. And so in that case, it's 100% relevant
2: yeah i mean she's she's meant to look good she's meant to manipulate she's meant to you know she's meant to she's built to win dude like <laughs> to win. her jeans seriously man <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know i know i know it's funny but that's her character she's built to win she looks better she smells better she fights better she talks
1: better what do you think and- she smells like
0: Uh, Hell, I don't. (laughs) Lilac and gooseberries. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's what I was gonna say. It's a a Witcher
0: reference to Yennefer. If anybody, she and Yennefer have a lot of similar qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That. So okay. So I'm getting a fuller picture here. So to recap, you like Miranda a lot because a, she is the HBIC, (laughs) And, and B, she
2: looks great doing it. I mean, she's she's the prototype, man. That's what I tell everybody in the streams like hate her or not. She's the prototype. She's good looking. She can fight. She's smart. Dude, she built you. <laughs> True. And right, that, right, right, dude, right, right. she
0: built you, right. dude. And she's like, also how? got that mysterious thing going on, too. Yeah.
2: Yes. I mean, dude, she built you like,
1: no, no, fathom that. She built you. She no. went through a lot in overseeing Project Lazarus to make sure that that project would come to completion. And even she had had really uh, big doubts about Agent Rasa, AKA Maya Brooks, who would later become the person we meet in the Citadel DLC who stole the clone and was trying to take over Shepard's uh, role as savior of the galaxy, basically, for very selfish reasons. But Miranda snuffed that one out very early and had her suspicions in the comics. Uh, highly encourage people to go back and read those from Dark Horse if you haven't. Um, but I can see why, why you would really like the scenes, and I'm guessing these are some of your favorite scenes, when A, Miranda confronts the elusive man, right? And then B, Miranda confronts her own father in Mass Effect 3.
2: Oh yeah. Heck yeah. And that 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 father scene was long overdue, man. I think this one of her best. I think that was really, really long overdue, man. Her father was a pain in her life for a long time. And it was about time for her and uh her sister to be free, man. I love that. That's that's one of my favorite moments.
1: And I think we, we actually have a clip, I'm bringing it up right now. So here's a bite that we're just talking about with Miranda confronting her own father at the end of Mass Effect 3. This is a very pivotal moment in her own personal character development and it comes right before the end stretch of the game. Shepard. Commander <gasps> Excellent timing. Put the gun down. No. Ariana tried to shoot me. Miranda's poisonous influence, no doubt. I'm sorry she missed. Where's Kai Lang? I don't know. Gone. He took my research and left us here to die. Miranda, can you hear me? That's close enough. Both of you. Kai Lang didn't finish the job, but I will. This ends here. On the contrary, now that the Reapers are taken care of, we have a way out. Let her go.
2: Shepard, don't let him take her. Shepard, please.
1: I have no problem with you. I just want Oriana and the research data. You want a lot? You get your life in return. How much is that worth? All right, take her. <clears throat> but I want out alive. Deal?
0: No deal.
2: Did he hurt you? Are you alright? It's okay, Ori. You're safe now. I'm fine. I just. I wanna get out of here. We will. Give me a minute, okay?
1: So, th- what you just heard right there was Miranda confronting her father and saying, no deal. And then blasting him through the window and uh, walking away like a total badass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bringing to <a> DMCA'd. <laughs> I think it's fair use. That was like 10 seconds, right? Okay, all right. Um, right. (laughs) But, yeah, Miranda doesn't give a damn. Uh, Like, it's her own father, right? Well, technically both parents uh, because of the way that she was made. But she cares about her sister, and she finally comes to this fruition. uh, She's Basically, her character arc in both games is her confronting the two uh, most important men in her life. That's with the exception of if a male Commander Shepard romances Miranda. Uh, But confronting first the elusive man and then gaining the strength to confront her own father. uh, Ultimately, presumably killing him. What was it that you thought about Miranda's character led her to finally pull the trigger on her dad and blast him out of the window saying no deal? Commander Shepard here. Dude,
2: that's just years of being fed up, bro. Like, you know, I may not be as articulate as everybody else here, but I'll tell you something, man. If somebody's hounding you for years and years and years and then your thoughts 24 seven, and you gotta worry about them all day and all night, bro. That pent up frustration when you get a chance to let it go—that's that warp ball she hit him with. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that Miranda, after this, you know, when in quiet moments, regretted that decision? Do you think she felt bad about it? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, and he I don't had not blame her. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. 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 Well, just final topic I want to talk about romancing Miranda if you describe it in in one sentence or one phrase how are you going to describe it commander Shepard here because I I mean come on we know that you definitely romance Miranda
2: I don't think we can break it down to one sentence because it's a lot more complex there's a lot there's different ways to do it um there's a paragon and a renegade romance for Miranda actually and not a lot of people even know that exists never knew that Like you can paragon her while complimenting her, AKA simping for her, or or you can go the route I go and just straight up renegade
1: her the whole way. And surprisingly, she's receptive to it. What does that look like doing the renegade one? Is it like being like- Get your own car door. sense of security? (laughs) Are you you being the asshole that that like gives her backhanded compliments? We're going
0: Dutch.
2: When 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 you finally get that third conversation that that starts the ro- or starts to lock the romance in, she'll walk over to the window and start the whole genetic spiel again. Like uh, my my father bought me all these genes and I'm still not perfect. Blah blah blah. And you can walk over to her and say. Oh, this again, the genetic mutt that the elusive man put in charge. And, you know, and you're like, whoa, whoa, dude, that's a little cold right there. And she'll turn around and she won't be mad, you know, she'll start going back and forth with you and you can kiss her in the middle of your little argument and you kiss her and she'll back up off of you, wipe the kiss off and say, what the hell was that? And she'd be like, okay, okay, this means nothing. I should, uh. Go back to work, and you're standing there smiling, and she turns around and said, Stop smiling, damn it. And that just that's
1: spicy, yeah. <laughs> that's that's spicy and also confusing. <laughs> that's, yeah, I, uh, it, it, it. I, I would feel very awkward if that happened in my workplace. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> they don't have an HR department though.
1: Oh, they don't. And Cerberus has no HR. Kelly Chambers <laughs> yeah. is the HR department. Oh God, <laughs> dude. D- I mean, we don't want to get started on Kelly. No, no. Um, maybe in a future episode. But all right. Uh, one final trivial question: Why does Miranda have an Australian accent, but her father doesn't? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs>
2: That is a really good question.
1: Casting didn't think that far. (laughs) I mean, did they? uh,
2: I don't know, man.
1: Maybe we're supposed to think that Australian accent is the most perfect iteration of English. I don't know.
2: Wait, wait, wait. But she's not technically his offspring the natural way. She's a test tube baby. That's right. Yes. And
0: and the way you speak has a lot to do with who you are around for your childhood, who you spend most time with, not necessarily who you biologically descended (laughs) from.
1: Now I'm just thinking (laughs) that there's a Cerberus operative she spent a lot of time with and has a thick Australian accent. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what? I want to go back to something. I want to go back to something. This just, uh, this popped in my head, right? Uh, N7, you were talking about her passing by the orphans they call it a waste of time right you face that exact same choice in Mass Effect 2 on Zaid's mission Commander Shepard can make that exact same choice in Mass Effect
1: 2 so who are we pointing the finger at that's a great point It's a great point. And for reference, um, everyone, he's talking about when the factory is blowing up on Zaid's loyalty mission and and Commander Shepard has a choice. And this is what you think at the time. I can keep Zaid's loyalty and pursue uh, Vito Santiago with him, leaving all of these factory workers to die. Or I can risk losing Zaid's loyalty and save the factory workers so it is a very very similar uh choice uh as miranda has to uh as miranda and jacob faced on that planet in the comic um but yes that is a great point it is a very similar choice uh as well as uh What we were already talking about with Miranda feeling uh, like like she enjoyed being something part of something larger. I I feel like that is critical to understanding Miranda's character. But I also wanted to ask you about something that Miranda says at the very end of the Redemption comic. She says it to Liara and she says, do something that you want to do. And Tom and I talked about this before and the way that they've bolded the text in that comic and the fact that it's the Really the final thing that Miranda says in the comic it says to me that at least part of Miranda Feels like she may be trapped in Cerberus She's always been doing something for someone else She has always been following orders or trying to be the best to meet an expectation that someone else placed on her Do you feel like Miranda maybe even before mass effect 2 wasn't that happy at Cerberus? yeah
2: definitely i mean it's in her attitude i mean even during mass effect 2 she brings up multiple times like you know everything's expected of me and i gotta do everything perfect and everybody expects so much out of me i mean you'll get tired of that shit, dude like yeah, you, yeah. get tired of it. You'll get, you get tired of that. And it'll make you feel trapped and confined and restricted and and shackled at some point, man. Like I can only imagine, man. You know, imagine everybody in your life wants you to do everything perfectly and you go somewhere where you think you're, you're accepted and, 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 and welcomed and they place those same burdens on you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you gotta make this succeed. You gotta do this right. And you gotta do that. And there is no failure in Cerberus. We all know that that's been mentioned a lot. Like Cerberus, the elusive man does not broker failure. You learn that in Project Overlord. He says, the elusive man does not broker failure. So Miranda's, and then now Miranda's on this thing right here where she has to rebuild a human being. I mean, come on, man, come on, man. Just stacks and stacks of pressure, you know? And that's no way to live, man. Miranda's never truly been a free person. You know, Miranda's never been able to live her own life. Basically, that's how I feel about it. Well put.
0: Yeah. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. We I, we came to a lot of the same conclusions on some of the other conversations that we've had. Um, well, Commander Shepard here. It, this has been awesome having you join us and your insight into modding and your insight into the character has been uh, a pleasure to talk to you about all of that stuff. Uh, is there a way that people can reach out to you or check out some of the things that you're doing or or anything you want to shout out? uh i am commander shepherd here on the nexus i am commander
2: shepherd here on twitch um i'm commander shepherd here everywhere i yeah i mean (laughs) i made it that easy so people can find me like if you search commander shepherd here you can find me um you know that's I mean, I'm just, I'm not hard to find, man. You know, holler at me. Like they say, like the young folks say, holler at me, man. You know?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Sam, do you have anything else you want to you want to say before we head out
1: yeah yeah thanks again for joining us you brought up a number of different things that i never knew about miranda both in terms of gameplay and narrative and i hope uh that this episode brought some brought some light and uh knowledge to some of our listeners as well i imagine it did if it did for me um but yeah thank you again for joining us can't wait to talk about uh more miranda at later time uh but for now i am streaming randomized mass effect which coincidentally it's a it's a mod that randomizes mass effect The original trilogy, M Gamers mod, the randomizer mod. He was in my stream the other day uh, when I was playing it, which was an honor and uh i have run into an issue with the mod that i might have to hit you up about offline commander Shepard here because it keeps giving me scripting errors uh and crashing so uh but that's beside the point when i get it fixed and i will get it fixed i'm, I'm streaming that on the weekends on saturdays you can find me on twitch and twitter at in seven the legend
0: everybody's faces are just hilarious <laughs> when i was watching oh, i'd like one more oh parting,
2: one more parting shot yeah go for it this one's this one, this is a shot for N Seven the legend actually. Miranda did put Shepard back together, sir. She did it. <laughs> there was a team. There was a team that she worked no, with. No, right? No, no. 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 It was no, all her. Nope. Shepard even says to her during that renegade romance uh, option that you take. He says to her, "Well, you put me back together. You don't recognize your own handiwork."
1: So she had some of the surgical uh, practice too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. you could say that he was at a disadvantage. So the romance is only fair.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us again. And if you want to check out any of my shows or the other shows on the Robots Radio Network, then go to robotsradio.net. Look up all the different topics. There are other Mass Effect shows and shows that talk about Mass Effect stuff and a bunch of other RPG shows. all sorts of things for you to check out. Uh, thank you for being here, everybody. And we will be back next week with another episode. So we'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com.